Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. That was my sip of coffee, sorry. Ah, yes. <laughs> I understand. I just finished my mm -hmm. coffee. Well, I will be sipping throughout because I just finished making mine. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, should we get into it? Should we talk about the thing? Yes. All I'm right. so excited for this episode. Only okay. because I love Eric so much in this episode. Just his he, acting. Is he is a joy flawless. in this episode. He's very, very good in this one. I also, I, I, I like remember this episode pretty vividly, or at least I thought I did mm -hmm. when it started. And I only remembered the shallow boy plot, really. Yep, I didn't I remember the, no the babysitting plot. Yep. family plot thing. And I have like a lot of strong feelings about that plot line. <laughs> I agree. I did not. When we started it and Topanga said the thing about, oh, well, I'm babysitting. Or Corey was like, I'm so excited to have a boys night. Topanga's babysitting. I was like, oh, great. This episode. Like, I don't <laughs> like this episode for Corey and Topanga. But it shines. Eric shines so brightly in this episode. Yes. That it, it makes me forget <laughs> about I, I completely and... forgot about the other plot yep. entirely. Yep. The second Topanga opens her mouth and is like, the biggest issue in everything in America is the the destruction yeah. of the American family. I was like, I was oh, like, fuck you. I know. I was kind of like, <laughs> I don't understand what, I, I kind of was like, what does she mean? Like, what are, what are this, what is the subliminal messaging that is trying, that they're trying to portray to us right now i was like what's going on Fuck i was you, like i young feel republican i feel uncomfortable <laughs> i was like is this like a, a a stand against gay marriage is this like she's a feminist so she should be the one who's like well the father and the mother can both work and that's fine and strong feed like strong matriarchy and stuff like that she should be sure for that but i wonder what and that's kind of why i'm glad they didn't really get into it because i was like they didn't say specifically what she meant it felt kind of like a backhanded slap against maybe like i don't know single parent it, families or gay parents yeah. and stuff like that but i was like i'm glad they didn't say explicitly because then we would have a bigger issue yeah we can table this for a minute we'll come back once yes. we get in <laughs> um hi welcome to the feeny call hello it's the feeny call we're in talking. case you missed it. Yeah, I don't think we didn't say it. So I don't think we said it. No, <laughs> this is season four, episode five. I almost said season five, episode four. Season four, episode five, Shallow Boy, a great Eric episode. I think I'm on the recap. But before we get to that, I have some trivia. So when Topanga and Corey are at when they're babysitting Billy, Billy complains about the producers of the Friday night lineup trying to kill his favorite show by moving it from 8.30 to 9.30. And this was actually a parody of what was going on with Boy Meets World at the time because it had been moved from 8.30 to 9.30, which is obviously a less favorable time slot. So, um, and this was in the TJIF lineup. And shortly after this episode aired, Boy Meets World got moved back to 8.30. <laughs> so I'm not saying that this plot had anything to do with that, but I'm not not saying that. Also, it's really funny. I I had that thought like when the the joke was being made. I mm -hmm. was like, you know, I wonder if that is like directly about this show or not because it's obvious when he says like the curly head kid keeps digging himself into a big hole and like that's an obvious. <laughs> self-referential sort of thing yes but then when they were talking about the 8 30 9 30 they're trying to kill it they're trying to kill it i was like oh i wonder if that if that's a little true, <laughs> <That's> true. Yeah. <laughs> it feels it feels like that might be the truth right now <laughs> yes so it was 
And then the show fortunately got changed back. I'm not sure what like came in to take its place. I didn't look that deep into it. <clears throat> That's my uh, trivia. Lovely. For the day. You gonna recap us? Yes, I will. Three, two, one. So Eric shows up at work and there's some girl sitting outside with a guitar. Alan tells her to go away. Eric looks at her and falls in love with her. So Alan's like, take her out, ask her to go away. Eric uh, takes her out, finds out that she's all perky and sunshine, uh, but he finds her psychotic. And so when he breaks up with her, she writes this really mean record about him. It sells a lot. And then after uh, coming back to him for material, he gets her to um, turn back to her good side. Meanwhile, Corey and Topanga are babysitting. Topanga flips out because Corey is being irresponsible. But then in the end, she realizes that they're young and it's a long time, time. for all kids. <laughs> yeah, you got it pretty well. Hope. <laughs> Well, we sure. know because we obviously have, you know, Girl Meets World. But we hope that it's going to be a really long time before they have kids. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <clears throat> that was pretty that good. Was that was one of your better recaps. Bad. Yeah. I feel I'm good impressed. about that. Good job. Especially because there's like, that's that's it. I think I got everything. I don't think. Well, yeah, it's not like, it's not like an A plot, B plot. Like, they're pretty balanced. <clears throat> yeah. It feels like, you know, the episode's called Shallow Boy, but I feel like if we were to go like screen time wise, mm-hmm. that the Shallow Boy plot line only gets a little bit more yeah, FaceTime than the other one. But they're they're closer balanced than many of our AB plots are. But could we argue that Corey is also a shallow boy because he's not looking at the deeper meaning of babysitting with Topanga? Hmm. <gasps> Wow, let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> what did you learn? <sighs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Same. So. I get it. I understand. <laughs> what did I learn? This is a this is a, this is a sitcom episode. Truly, through and through. This is this is this is 22 minutes of of nonsense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is fine. Like, I'm not upset about it. I'm a little upset about Topanga in this episode oh, because I think she, some of her club. opinions are contradictory to her upbringing that we've been Correct. taught about. But we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, let's talk about what we learned first and then we can shit on Topanga Ooh. and her absolutely voting for Bush. Um, <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah, truly. Uh, well, what? Also, no, no, no. I'll wait. I'll wait. Okay. What did I learn? Um, <laughs> God. I don't know. Like, be respectful. I don't <laughs> I don't. This one's. Cause like, Do you want me to go? <laughs> yeah, you go ahead. Like, I don't. And who learns in this one? Topanga learns something, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I kind of took it from what Amy was saying and what she was kind of trying to instill in Corey. And then also reflecting on what Corinne said when she was talking about well, I went to see Annie and blah, blah, blah. And um, so I just wrote like life is life is about our experiences and how we use them. And obviously in this situation, Corey is um, Topanga's trying to use this experience to further Corey as a potential mate and father in the future. Um, not succeeding very well. Corey's learning that parenting is something that he's going to learn on the job. It's not necessarily something that he's going to be able to read and know everything about because kids are unpredictable. Eric's learning about Corinne's experience as she was, you know, going through life, this like sunshiny butterfly, no hardship at all. And then as he breaks her heart, obviously Corinne's experiencing that heartbreak for the first time. And then taking that pain and writing songs about it and coming out with a hit record. So I think it's just, you know, life is about experiences and and how we use them. And that's it. 
Yeah, I guess that's fair. It is generally speaking much about having to like learn by doing mm-hmm. and and learn through experience. Um, both of these plot lines are. Um, feels like a stretch, but it yeah. also feels like the only thing there. <laughs> <Yep>. So <laughs> I wrote it. I think I wrote it about halfway through the episode, and then I was I looked at it after the episode, and I was just like, Yeah, I can, I can pull something together from that. <laughs> like I, I can back that up. Yeah, I, think. I think that there's, there's, there's enough there. That's probably right. If we needed like up. a fifth grade paper on this subject, we could probably pump that yeah, out. Exactly. Does that help at all? Do you have anything I guess. to add? I don't know. I don't know that I have anything to contribute to that. Otherwise though, I mean, okay. So, so I, I do think there is a certain level of like when you're, when you're young enough, you do think that you can, I, I mean, you think a couple of things, right? I guess you think that, you know, you've had enough experience with X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. or life experience in general to understand this feeling or that feeling. But then moreover, you you believe that you can, you know, you can prepare yourself for this sort of thing mm-hmm. by studying this or doing this or whatever. And, you know, the fact of the matter is that, like, there are certain things in life that are only achievable through doing the thing yeah everything in life is only achievable by doing the thing um (laughs) (laughs) there are certain there are certain experiences that cannot be substituted yes you know you can't substitute heartbreak Mm -hmm. if you're an artist trying to write about heartbreak yeah or you can't substitute parenting experience even with babysitting actually in my opinion oh i agree i guess if you're like a full-time nanny then then you can substitute in closer to parenting experiences yeah um depending on your relationship to those kids and how long you've been around them but certainly not like one night babysitting has nothing to do with it oh no absolutely not (laughs) um so so yeah i guess that's they're just they're experiences that cannot be substituted despite your best efforts Mm -hmm. we did it we pulled something out of this just 22 (laughs) fluff minutes yeah, I mean it's a good it's a good a fun episode. Again, I really enjoy Eric in this episode a lot and I have a lot of feelings about the B plot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think th- I don't even have that many notes on the A plot because I loved Eric's performance. She was funny. All of her like little bits and songs and singing everything. I thought that was comedic i mean she's based off of um she's based off of alanis morissette and they made a reference to it as well they do yeah they call her out in the the radio dj yeah and she that's what she's kind of based on um so it it was just it it was fun and it was funny and kind of you know inconsequential got to see eric shine a little bit but the b plot yeah that's mostly where i was like i have issues with a lot of this just all of it can just be thrown in the garbage yeah okay let's just do it let's shit on this big plot all right so here's the thing okay so we start off and feeny's out here like seeing as this is the last election you will not be voters in what issues are are important to you Mm -hmm. sean quips away with the swimsuit issue uh which you know what decent quip right i was like (laughs) all right i'll give it to him clever fine and then Corey has an articulate line about bullshit and (laughs) And then Topanga comes in and says that everything wrong with America comes down to the destruction of the traditional American family or or something to that effect. I'm I'm making it sound a little bit worse 
because that's how I interpreted it. She says de- decline of the American family. Yeah. So basically so, the same thing. <laughs> okay. So first off, what election are we entering? 1990? 1990... Yeah. In which Bill Clinton is elected president. Correct. Beating out... Bob Dole. Oh, it was Bob Dole. Mm-hmm. All right. 1996. We're coming up on the 96 crime bill. That happens. Mm-hmm. So Topanga is uh, espousing what is a very real news anchor description of everything wrong in America. Video games are on the rise. Mm-hmm. TV is full of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> Everyone is certain that their kids are are learning how to to kill people by playing violent video games yep. and listening to to metal uh, and turning into Satanists. And <laughs> that it's all because uh, women started going to work or something, and the divorce rate is going up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, she's not a rare bird. No. In this interpretation, which is what bothers me. I was going to say. Because Topanga is smarter than the average American news pundit. Truly. Espousing this bullshit. She should know better. And like we were saying, she's been raised in such like a feminist household where I think both of her parents are equal partners. And so when she says the decline of the American family or yeah, the decline in American family, it feels almost like a non-feminist jab of like, so the wife should be in the house cooking and cleaning and the man should be going off to work on wall street or whatever. And it feel, it just feels like, it feels like we're transported back into the eighties. I'm like, I don't understand this like backwards kind of mindset. And then she starts talking about education and she starts talking about, Oh, what, what was the other thing that she said? Now she says basically that like the decline of the American family leads to an increase in crime yes. and uh, and some something else. And Sean's like, "Oh, we'll just <laughs> yeah. you know, at, at me next time." Yeah. <laughs> Which fair? Yeah. Sean's over here, a child of divorce, lives in a trailer park, arguably has everything wrong in his American family that Topanga is talking yeah. about. Yeah, well, <laughs> and she's blaming him or something. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Is it feels very. I don't, it feels, it just feels so insensitive. And it's just, it, it's almost like you don't know what you're talking about. She has no idea what she's fucking talking and about. And that's frustrating because typically she does. We're always like, yeah, Topanga's like a freedom fighter and she's like, she's mm-hmm. the best and she's so forward thinking and then feminist and include, inclusive and blah, blah, blah. And now it's like, what are, what? And it yeah, almost- it sounds like she's shitting on single moms. It sounds like she's shitting on anybody who struggles with addiction. Yeah. Like she is basically anybody that doesn't go to work nine to five, come home and eat steak and potatoes and watch Leave it to Beaver. Like it is it is such a antiquated fucking notion. And which is also bullshit because we have had an episode where they talk about like family dynamics and mm-hmm. the unpredictability of like a normal family unit. Right, and Topanga's family unit is not a normal family unit no. from what we have gathered historically. Like she says later that she believes that like there needs to be strong authoritative role models or whatever. Yeah. Right? I think those are the words she uses. And I'm like, what? You we've ne- listen, we haven't met your mom up to this point, but your dad is a is a fucking hippie as all get out, right? at least as been presented before. Now later when they get divorced, suddenly it's they're completely different humans yep. for the sake of the plot. Uh, and those humans do fall closer in line <laughs> with Topanga in this like version of her, I think. Yeah. But the the previously established Jedediah 
has no relationship to the authoritative father figure she's describing. Yeah. And it's so, I think that's one of the most frustrating things. Cause like, yes, they dumb Eric down and yes, they don't give Corey like a real future in anything or give him like promise for anything. But the, the Topanga plot line is probably the most upsetting to me as far as continuity on this show, because she was such a strong character from the get go strong-willed, forward-thinking, and as the show progresses, she just gets more and more basic, and then she also, even her parents lose that, like, extra sparkle that made them special. Like her dad. Yeah, they just be- they all become less interesting. For rock stars. That's so cool. Yeah, they all... They all become less interesting as a family. And this is where it starts, the damn degradation of the family. (laughs) It's talking about her own family. And so, like, this opinion also lines up with her reaction later to when her parents do get divorced. Oh, yes. And her, like, devastation over that. This doesn't, this, like, tracks with that. It just doesn't track with, like, the the history we've been presented. It feels like right now is where they start to rewrite Topanga's family history. Yeah. And shift it more into into a more mature lens or something. But... But I'm not why? here for it. Why? I was going to say, why do they have to do that? I don't understand why they need I don't to. Know. Because that's what everyone loved so much about Topanga. Anyway. I know. Well, go in circles about it for days and days and days. <laughs> also, she like flies off the handle at Corey for nothing. Oh, my God. How she, this is the fucking worst. How she handles I'm like, y'all are 16. Yeah, Fuck off. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, you guys this is ridiculous. Are, actually, I think they're 15 right now because they don't. Well, I think maybe she's 16, but I think Corey's still 15 because they don't, they haven't, mm-hmm. we haven't had the driver's license episode yet, but yeah. So they're like 15 right now, not even anywhere close to having kids, not even anywhere close to like talking about marriage or anything like that. I'm like, you still got 10 years before this becomes relevant to you. You don't think that he's going to do any more maturing in that time period. Like you can't hold him to the same standard that you would a 25 year old. That's and she should know that. That's the stupid thing. Is she should know that your brain doesn't fully develop until you're in your mid-20s. Like, I don't understand why she doesn't understand this because she's the smart one. Mm-hmm. Right. She should know better. This whole episode is just Topanga should know better. Yeah. And her expectations of Corey, especially, I'm like, of course he's going to want to stay up and watch. Even as a dad, he's still like a goofy dad who like would stay up and watch TV and whatever like she should know that he's not going to be the responsible one at any point in his mm-hmm. life <laughs> listen i not... stand Corey's actions in this episode yeah. i don't think Corey is uh, he he does like nothing wrong i don't he, he's is he a goof with this literal child sure yes absolutely does he undermine topanga's authority yes absolutely mm-hmm. but topanga like makes no effort I don't know. Like she shouldn't have let him in. I don't. I don't. Correct, I don't know. Yeah. Now, now I feel like I'm victim blaming or something. But she also. Okay. So I take it back. He does undermine her authority, and that's wrong. But yeah. otherwise, like I don't hold Corey in any bad esteem for anything he says or does in this episode. Besides steamrolling Topanga a little bit. Also, they just got there. Like, whose parents leave that Oh, yeah, no, it makes no sense. <laughs> They're leaving at 9.30, and he's already in bed. Like, what the fuck yeah, is this? Like, Where are they going? <laughs> I, right? I'm like, are they going to a rave? I don't understand. <laughs> so that made no sense to me. But then I was like, they just got there, and she's already like, you should be in bed already. It's mm-hmm. like at, almost after 9.30 or whatever. And so I'm just yeah. like, this whole thing is just, it just makes no sense. And, and it feels, again, I've said this before about some of the women on the show, but it's just so clear that this is written by a man 
because of how she reacts. I'm just like, this is so typical of like, mm-hmm. oh, I was 15 and my girlfriend bossed me around because she wanted to be a mom. And like, oh, teenage girls always get carried away with the whole, we're going to get married and spend the rest oh, yeah. of our lives. It just feels so stereotypical that I was like clawing my eyes out. There, There is uh, in in her song, in, what's her name? Corinne. Uh, in Corinne's second song, Loser Freak, uh, which sounds like a bop the way Morgan's singing it. Um, right? <laughs> she also just has such a great voice. She does have a good she voice. She reminds me of, so I have a friend uh, named Brie who's an amazing vocalist, and I feel like that's what Brie sounded like at that age. And she, this whole episode, she just reminds me yeah. so much of Brie. Sure. So Brie, if you're listening and you watch this episode, I'm thinking It is an you. impressive voice for, <laughs> for her age. Um, yeah. She, yeah. she got a good control on it. And I love that loser freak song sounds like way more of a bop than shallow boy. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm upset. We don't get to hear more of that one, like with the instrumental and everything <laughs> other than the, than the like casual gay joke thrown in at the end. <laughs> uh, right? Other than that, it sounds like a bop. I, I, here's the thing. I don't think it would be that bad if Eric, if that wasn't the yeah, yeah, yeah. animals back that made Eric. Go, right. Okay, right. Yeah, like if that wasn't what like, sets Eric off, if it were just like that was a joke and you were like, okay. And like no one gets like pissed about it, yeah. but instead that seems to that's like what inflames Eric to be like, oh, now you're calling yep. me gay. Now we're going like, at okay. it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, but, we have like, a you know, in, yeah. in 96, the worst thing a teenage boy could possibly have been was was gay. So I guess that's, you know, yeah, amongst sure. other teenage boys, that was the belief, at least. To be yeah. clear, I, I need to rephrase that. Let me be clear. Amongst the schoolyard teenage boys, the worst thing you could be <laughs> in order to be uh, ridiculed was gay. Am I making myself clear that I'm not homophobic? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not trying to tell you yes. it's bad to be gay. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. It's not at all. Well, and that's, I mean, that's the other thing that when Topanga brings up, like, the normal American home, I was just like, that was almost my first, my first, or I had two initial thoughts and it was, okay, so you're saying women shouldn't be working. They should be like house homemakers full time. And then the second thing was, what about gay parents? That's really interesting. And I know my first thought should have been to, should have gone to. Right. Because that was my parents? first thought that was like, she's shitting on thought. single parents and, and families that are single divorced parents. and things like that. It's probably just because I live with a gay couple. That's probably why that's yeah. my first thought. But, but yeah, I was just like. What, what do you, what do yeah, you but the idea, that? like in '96, <laughs> the unfortunate truth is that, like, she couldn't have even been talking about gay parents because, like, just was that was what what they weren't allowed to get, get married. married. Like really? certain states that couldn't that you couldn't sleep with another like person of the same sex. Like it was yep. was so so wildly uh, and outwardly opposed. And I'm sure that I'm sure that like if you were a gay couple or something you couldn't no adopt. no 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 you couldn't have like, gotten away no you, you had to in the 90s no. crazy that's so that's so oh and you know what let me say feeny so let me unfair. down too because he agreed <laughs> yep because he agreed well and i know for him it's it's mostly it's so frustrating because he's so much like educate like education, higher education, that's like the way that we get things back on track, especially when we do quiz show later this season, he's going to go off about our, I guess it was, it's kind of the generation before us. I think they're still considered millennials, but the generation right before us where he's talking about how we have like a new webpage every second. And like, I, he has 
so many good points about so many things, but I think, and this, this, I don't even think that he was necessarily like, I don't know. It's so hard because he's a single man and like, he should know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. He kind of, yeah. I don't feel like he meant it in a bad way, but also I don't know how he could have meant it in a good way. You know, what you just said struck me in a way, um, thinking about last week's episode, this is, I don't know. Just when you said he's a single man, I thought to myself, uh, the, the things that went through my head were like, Oh, well he was married once. Right. And then I thought about in last week's episode when he said, when him and Corey are talking about if she had any kids about if he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says she was some, not all of us are so blessed. Right. Uh, I think is what he says. Um, which like, I, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't tip me last week, but right now I just thought of it and I was like, Oh, I wonder if Feeney and his wife were not able to have kids. If there was some mm. biological complication to that, and then, and then she died, or maybe she died while maybe she say, died maybe because what... they were having a kid, or you know there were complications of birth. Who knows? We never find out, really. But I don't know. There's just there's just a lot I packed into did. that line. Now that I'm thinking about it, regarding Feeney's history, yeah, uh, history we would like to see. God damn it! <laughs> I know. Seriously, we we should team up with Brahmi's World. We'll sign a petition. Disney Plus has its own like little platform where they can release it mm-hmm. so easily. They don't even have to put it on the Disney Channel. I just want it mm-hmm. straight to Disney Plus. Do you think Disney Plus will be the the uh, like de- <laughs> the decline of Disney as we know it, but decline of like the Disney no. Channel as we know it? You think Disney Channel will keep going you know, on? Yeah. And on so and here's on? the reason: until until like network TV and cable TV as we know it, until that fully subsides, Disney Channel will continue to exist. Mm-hmm. Not because they couldn't just produce everything they put it on Disney Channel; they could just put it on Disney Plus instead and and wipe that from the slate. But Disney mm-hmm. Channel serves a bigger purpose besides the original content. And that is their commercials and their and their ads well, and their marketing true. because Disney Channel doesn't advertise for anything other than Disney products, which is so incredible to me because with all of the technology that we have today, I remember even being in when I was in high school. That was the first time when like TiVo was getting big and stuff like that, and we would just record onto our DVR and fast forward through the commercials. I did not watch unless I was like that bored and just watching a rerun of something on like I don't know. Whatever. Disney Channel. Otherwise, I don't think from like my sophomore year on, I watched a single commercial because <laughs> I just I recorded. Uh, yeah, I think later. at some point, you know, cable TV will. Yeah. Other this. than like basic cable news and sports. Uh, but I mean, even that you can stream. Well, now, so because also by having Disney Channel and Disney Plus as separate entities, it entices you to. Mm-hmm. Uh, to pay for both, <laughs> you know, if they're gonna drop yeah. the the newest decom and it, yeah, Descendants three, right? Like, oh, hot shit! All the, every kid wants to watch yeah. it right when it comes out. Like, you're gonna watch it the first place you can, and that's right here on Disney Channel. And then two months from now, we're gonna put it on Disney Plus, and it's gonna be there exclusively. So now you gotta do that to watch it again or whatever, you know? Because Disney Channel, in a weird way, like it can't cost them anything. <laughs> Again, they advertise, they only advertise their own shit. So it's not even like Disney Channel brings in advertising dollars. No. It is exclusively a like self promotional brand builder. So yeah, I think it'll stay. But I do think that our Feeny prequel will make an excellent Disney Plus original series. 
Yeah, I'm saying. Do we have anything else to say about this Boy Meets World episode? <laughs> I don't think so. It's it's pretty, uh, like, other than the Topanga stuff, which we already, you know, we already railed on her enough. I feel All like right. MVPs and then, and then call it a day. My MVP is actually Eric. And the reason is because, mostly because I feel like the plot would not be furthered without him. Like, there would be nothing. He... He, <laughs> there's an old worship song that goes, he gives and takes away. And I, that, <laughs> my brain just did that because, you know, Christian school kid. But he does. I mean, he's the reason that we have, like, he takes her out in the first place. He's like, you're psycho. And so he gives her her big break by breaking her heart. And then she writes this track. Like, but then once he realizes, oh, this isn't really good for her. Like, this isn't, this isn't good for me. And it's not good for her because she's not being herself. She's being this, like, dark brooding, whatever. Then he goes back and he fixes it and he writes his wrong. And then she's happy again. And maybe someone will recognize her somewhere and maybe she'll get another wow, that's contract. That's really interesting because I don't think Eric has any remorse in that he, everything he does is entirely <laughs> self-serving. Oh, no. Oh, 100%. But I, I also, I just... Listen, his performance is... Excellent, his but his character is an asshole in this episode. <laughs> I give my MVP to... Mm, right amy <laughs> i had a feeling i was gonna give it to amy but then i was well, like always, you don't always have to be contrary <laughs> this is when i have to get creative you don't always have to be contrary what'd you say <laughs> but it's more fun that way all right it gives us that's, more right. Interesting that's true i give it to amy because season. she's the only one in this episode that says anything worthwhile <laughs> she's the only that's, person that speaks some so sense true. into this shit and you know what the amount of calm she has when she walks in and sees Corey reading this so you're gonna be a daddy book or whatever oh the way she like and then he says like no 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 and she believes him man i probably would have grabbed that book and smacked him upside the head with it (laughs) yeah 15 that's 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 terrifying i walked in at 15 and was led to believe that my child my 15 year old was going to be a parent within the year i would be terrified Mm -hmm. it's uh Mm -hmm. she handles it very well absolutely i think all right that's about it huh i have a recommendation um for you and anyone listening did I recommend this last week? The the play that goes wrong, people. Okay, so do you know what the play that no. goes wrong is? Okay, so mm-hmm. for those of you listening, uh, there's a, a British theater company called Mischief Theater that once upon a time created and produced a show called The Play That Goes Wrong, which is about a community theater producing a play and everything is going wrong, and it's hilarious and amazing and wonderful. <laughs> and they have a TV show called The Goes Wrong Show. Uh, that aired last year on Mm -hmm. the BBC and is now available to watch on Amazon Prime in which they produce a different 30-minute play that goes wrong each like week and so there's only six episodes of it it's on Amazon Prime and it's so good because here's the here the bit they do is like the actors like the real life actors are playing two characters because they are playing the actor of the community theater company who is then in the play that yeah. they are performing and the, the, the like community theater company members are consistent across all of their plays. So like, they're always playing that, that community theater member who is playing the role. So like they have mm-hmm. these consistent like characteristics that are so, so good and interesting and funny. And so it's just, it's so much fun. I cannot recommend it enough. It's the goes wrong show and everyone should go ahead and jump on that shit. Cause man, oh man, it's so good. Hmm. Well, great. All right. I guess we should wrap. 
All right. Thanks for listening, y'all. Appreciate you being back here uh, each week. It's a great, great time. Check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all those places. We exist at the Feeny Call Podcast. Leave us a voicemail. Send us an email. We're there. (laughs) We're everywhere. And as always, class dismissed.